And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. Yep, world. I know you saw the title. Who said who? Like, anyway, it'll be explained in more details. Uh, one good thing about this brother that when I first stepped into Texas A&M University Corpus Christi was the uh, tallest roommate I've ever had to date. And the first roommate that was I like to call the silent assassin. Yes, I did tell him this in person. So I'm not talking about this brother like he's not here. Right. Um, resides now in L.A. Grew up in L.A., which, again, is like, man, it's a beautiful thing. Um, family man has a dope career path that man inspires me to you know one day if whatever my voice don't get me to where I need to be I got some uh, somebody I can lean on for questions and just overall impact in the world but world yes world help me on this six plus uh, year anniversary uh, salute my brother Sean Hemsley aka Big Smooth to why not Sports, welcome, brother. Welcome, D Murph. What's going on, man? How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing good, man. You know, I'm still blessed, and I'm still haven't eaten any Italian food restaurants yet because that oh, okay. restaurant we had was so good that oh, I don't yeah. want to mess. I don't want to mess up the mood or the vibe. So I haven't. I've. I'm not touching oh, yeah. Italian food probably for the next few months. So thank okay, you, brother. Okay. That that spot was dope. Hey, you know. I appreciate you giving me a call, letting me know you're coming into town. So once I heard that, I got to take care of my boy, man. Texas A&M alumni. So I'm glad you're able to come out. We were able to reconnect. Yeah, you're able to meet my wife, and yes. you know we had a real good, uh, good night, man. And first and foremost, I want to just uh, let you know I appreciate you uh, inviting me onto your podcast. I know you're doing some big things. I appreciate. So uh, I appreciate you uh, inviting me, man. Thanks a lot. No problem. No problem. Now, world, I got I, I got to tell on myself. So you guys know me. You know I work. I got the family. I got the brand. I get a text. Not a text. Excuse me. I get a phone call, and I'm like, Big Smooth. I, I don't care what I'm doing. Like, I, first of all, I, I, we don't talk every day. It's all love. But when I saw it, I'm like. Let me pick it up. I'm, I'm not knowing. I don't know if it's good, bad. I just want to pick it up. It's big, smooth. Because one and big, smooth. I'm gonna let you talk. I just gotta introduce you, bro. Yeah, big, yeah. smooth in college. Well, like I said, slight an assassin. Big, smooth didn't talk much. He hooped, practiced, worked out, go to school. He like a big Roy. Like he comes to show up when he needs to. But other than that, you don't know what he up to. You, hey, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, he hit me up. I answered. He's like, what's up, Murph? And I was like, oh, you good? He's like, yeah. I said, oh, well, shoot. So, there it is. So, I did tell him that I was going to uh, L.A. for some things. And he said, hit him up. So, um, I got the call. He got the text. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, big smooth, big smooth, big smooth. Man, so coming from L.A. to, well, 
Talk about your upbringing, brother. Like, were you always the tallest person in the family, or you just had this major growth spurt? Well, uh, you know, my my dad and my mom, they're both tall. So okay. my dad's six six. My mom's about five nine, five ten. That's tall. Sure. And uh, so I'm an only child with my my mom, and on my dad's side, it's seven of us: five boys, two girls. Gotcha. And we're all tall. We're all tall. I just so happen to be the tallest, but we're all tall. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, growing up, you know, my, my family is from Belize. I was born here in L.A., but yeah, I'm Belizean. Uh, family came to L.A., both mom and dad. They got married. Uh, didn't stay married long. And so I was raised by uh, my mom and my grandma. It was us three living in the house. And then I would go see my dad on the weekends. Gotcha. Um, so it was ma- mainly my mom and my grandma that raised me. Okay. And, uh, you know, growing up in South L.A. during those times in the, you know, early 90s, a lot of gang activity. Um, and obviously with my mom being her only child, uh, she she was definitely concerned. Protective. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Very protective. You know, um, and, you know, she, she went to go see Boys in the Hood when it first came out, right? Yes, sir. And so... All those areas that you saw in the movie, that's pretty much where I grew up at, right? Nice. So for her to watch that and to see these areas and to see the type of activity that's going on, that just put even more concern on her, you know, gotcha. to really protect me. Um, but she did a real good job. You know, at a very young age, she instilled education and discipline in me. You know, uh, I can remember uh, growing up, you know, Obviously, I would have homework, but she would give me homework, her own homework on top mm. of my homework that I was assigned. Yeah. So, in, yeah. So it was like, nah, I'm just not just doing homework from school, but homework <laughs> that she's giving me as well, you know? And uh, she was she was pretty stern when it came to education. Uh, you know, she was she didn't let me watch TV on the throughout the week, only on the weekends. Um, and then she would give me chores. You know, at the time I didn't realize it, but obviously these chores were to help me to become responsible. You yes, know? sir. So, uh, you know, like every Saturday morning, I'm out in the yard because we had a pretty big yard with a lot of leaves falling on there. So I'd be out there 7 a.m. in the morning, every Saturday morning, raking up them leaves, oh, putting them in the bag. I used to hate that, but <laughs> it was something that I had to do every right. Saturday, you know? Um, so she, at an early age, she instilled in me just being responsible, That's good. the importance of education. Um, and then as well as with my dad, uh, I would go see him on the weekends. And he was the same way. He was a very hard worker. He worked for uh, the bus line here in LA, okay. uh, which is called MTA. Um, and he worked there for about 30 plus years. Mm. And um, he, he, I didn't see him take that much time off. When it came to work, like he would always work. Like I think he was working like from Monday through Saturday because he would actually work overtime on Saturdays, you know. Mm-hmm. So really his only off day was on Sundays. And that's the day I would go see him and go see my brothers and sisters and so forth. So uh, so overall, I had a pretty uh, balanced upbringing, having my mom in my life, my father in my life, as well as my grandmother, mm-hmm. you know. Um so, you know, uh, as I got older, um, I started to get into basketball. And uh, so I started with the YMCA and, you know, 
play there and you know i started to get good at it i, I started playing at the age of about 12. who so introduced started, you to the game though smooth was it um who magic johnson was it one family you know member what? you know what no um because you know at school we would play ball so i'd play ball but just out of nowhere my mom just put me into a league i never I didn't ask her to. <laughs> yeah yeah she just put me into a league so i don't know if she saw something gotcha that told her that i was interested that's good but she just automatically did it so she put me into a league when i was about 11 12 years old ymca okay. so that's that's how i got introduced to basketball and so i started to play uh, and i start to really enjoy it have start to have a love for it right and then um then it got to a point to where okay ymca it was it wasn't doing me anymore anymore uh any 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 more that i needed i needed i needed to enhance my my competition competition wise it's getting too easy right so uh so she got me in with an aau team um and they were based out of crenshaw high name of the team was uh caney bulls so a lot of the guys there uh grew up in the crenshaw area south central area um so i got introduced over there and obviously the competition was like a whole nother level and the practices were intense um i remember i think i was about maybe about 13 when i started to play aau and um we would practice every friday night at crenshaw high and the practices were about for a good three hours wow and yeah yeah it was about for a good three hours and it was from ages because at the time i was 13 so it was from ages 13 to to 16. okay so it's not like we're just practicing with our own age group we're practicing older guys too you know which is good you know but i just remember it being real intense you know doing a lot of defensive drills um and but it was good man it was good because it really um it really instilled in me um competitive competitiveness right uh just taking it to a whole nother level understanding um what needs to be done if you want to succeed at this level uh so i I was pretty pretty committed to going to practice every fridays and then playing on saturdays and sundays and even practicing on sundays so i had a pretty full schedule by the time i was in junior high um you know obviously going to school monday to friday and then friday through sunday i'm either practicing or we're playing games throughout the Mm -hmm. whole weekend so and on top of that obviously still doing my chores right so (laughs) can't uh, forget that (laughs) yeah yeah so you know no she didn't let me slide off of that i had to do that you know so so i had a pretty full schedule and um so as i got older um then high school came i went to westchester high i played ball there for the first two years i played junior varsity my freshman year and then I played uh, varsity my sophomore year. And I uh, was coming off the bench my sophomore year, but uh, I, I, was, I was real productive coming off the bench. And that's when I started to get looks. Uh, you know, that's when the letters start to come in. And, you know, um, and then after my sophomore year, um, I decided to make a, dis- a, a change. More so, of I wanted to go to Crenshaw High because I felt like I had more of an opportunity to enhance my skills there compared to Westchester. So that's what I wanted to do. But at the time, my mom did not want me to go to Crenshaw High for obvious reasons. Right, right, right. right. She, she felt like you hear the you hear the the name Crenshaw and automatically she's thinking, 
okay, it's going to be a bad influence on my son, mm-hmm. the type of people he'll be involved with. Mind you now, I'm already going to Crenshaw High on the weekends to practice anyway. over there and to, you know, hang out with the dudes over there anyway. So, but to her, none of that mattered. I guess she felt like, okay, well, that was structured. That was organized. You were being watched here in high school. I mean, who's really watching, you know? So, um, so she wasn't for it. And I'm the type that I'm determined to get my way. You know, I've always been that way. Um, and if I fail, fine, at least, but at least I know I failed on my terms, mm-hmm. not on anyone else's terms, right? So she wouldn't uh, transfer me out. And so then I talked to my dad. I told him, look, this is what I want to do. And uh, so he was supportive of my decision. So he transferred me out. And- <laughs> <laughs> so he, tra- he transferred me out. And so I got to Crenshaw. And so my mom didn't know that when she found out she wasn't happy and she said okay well since since you have your dad transfer you out you can go live with your dad i was like all right fine no problem so my last two years of high school i lived with my dad and um so i was going to crenshaw and same thing there one thing i noticed about crenshaw was you know um it was it was definitely different compared to westchester and what i what i mean by that is as far as the coaching staff Mm -hmm. They had more of a sense of urgency to really watch us, to make sure we're doing the right things, not getting into trouble, not being influenced by the wrong people. So, for example, we would have practices there, too, for about a good three, sometimes four hours. Mm. I was like, and I'm like, why are they keeping this here so long? Like, and then it finally clicked in my head, like, OK, they're trying to wear us out that way. By the time we're done. We don't want to go do anything. We just want to go home and, and sleep or rest, you know? So that's when I finally realized, okay, that's why they're keeping us here so long. But And then even after practice, they would just sit us down and they would just talk to us about life, you know, mm. about uh, things, uh, you know, just to look out for the, the negative influences. Um, so it, it, it was real... It was real. It was real good, you know, for all of us, you know, because we, we needed that, you know, especially with the type of influences that were around the neighborhood um they they saw that and they were trying to you know more so just uh instill in us you know good habits right so um so i went to crenshaw those two years uh was coming off the bench my junior year had a pretty good junior year and then uh senior year started right um and then during those two years you know, at the same time, you know, obviously I'm still focusing on my education, mm-hmm. SAT, making sure that's situated because I don't need any nonsense when it's time for me to go to school. Oh, you can't go to school because you ain't mm-hmm. passed the SAT. So, um, so I was taking SAT classes, prep classes. So I was always just staying busy with something, you know, um, just trying to plan ahead. Right. So by the time um, I graduated from Crenshaw, um, I had a couple looks from St. Mary's, Northern Arizona, a couple of uh, junior colleges, right? Um, and so I think August came and I still didn't make a decision yet. And then like at the last minute, back then the assistant coach for Texas A&M Corpus Christi was uh, Johnny Brown. And I guess he heard about me because I was still playing in like, you know, summer leagues and stuff like that. And I guess he saw me. Well, anyway, so he, he reached out to me, gave me a call. He said he wanted to, you know, meet me and work me out, you know. Uh, So we went to Crenshaw, 
coach opened the gym for us and uh he worked me out for about a good i don't know two hours wow and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, 30 minutes two hours uh, about about two hours about wow two hours. just me and him just yeah. me and him doing some post-up moves dribbling drills all that stuff you know and uh so afterwards uh and i thought i had a pretty good workout so i was like all right so then afterwards uh maybe i think a day or two days later he gave me a call and um he offered me a scholarship and uh i was like okay and i haven't even visited the school yet but <laughs> i love the story <laughs> yeah i didn't even visit the school yet but for some reason i don't know what was it was something that was clicking in my head that said because you know he sent me the brochures and all that stuff and yeah. i looked at the brochures and saw the island university and all that stuff and it was just something that's clicking in my head like you know what i think i'm gonna go i think this is gonna be a a, a good move so so i went without even taking the visit and everything wow. and uh so i got out there and um you know uh i get out there and the my freshman year was the first year texas a&m uh put together their basketball team yep that was that was their first season that's correct so so it was a we were an introduction to the city of corpus christi and uh so uh it was interesting you know we had our midnight madness and we had a lot of people there you know the the city was very supportive the the students on campus were supportive so it, it was a good atmosphere and so we started the season off um and even when we were playing down on ocean drive at the hockey arena memorial uh, coliseum where, right uh <laughs> where the uh corpus christi and i don't even remember their names, ice race the ice race right oh, yeah, where they played that's where we played yeah right and uh and we 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 had a pretty good crowd i don't know what the capacity was but we had a pretty good crowd they were supportive of, of the because they didn't have any other professional sport not that nope. i could think of you know so so they were pretty excited about us and uh, so that you know we had a pretty good year uh i mean we didn't make any nit or the ncaa mm -hmm. tournament because i don't think we were even eligible yet no, no. um but it was a, it was a good experience and uh and we had a um, we had a, we actually had a, a lot of uh, uh, foreigners because we had uh, one of my teammates was from Africa. We had two two teammates from Panama. We had another teammate from um, we actually had two from Russia. So we were pretty spread out, you mm -hmm. know. And I was from LA, and then we had a we had another one of my other teammates was from LA. Uh, and then another guy from Texas. So we were pretty spread out, you know, and just getting to learn each other, each other's culture. Um, so it was a real good experience, definitely that first year. And then um, going into the second year. Oh, well, let me let me let me backtrack. Yes. So that first year um, getting out there, you know, it's a new experience for me. I don't know what to expect. Right. And uh, and I just remember uh, the training that we did before the season started, you know, like we were getting up 5 a.m. in the morning doing, you know, uh, strength conditioning, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. sprints, all that. And so it, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. And then obviously after that, you come home and uh, now you got to get ready for class. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we come back later that afternoon for practice, like around, I don't know, three o'clock two hour practice. So so all that was an adjustment for me, you know, just getting used to that, all right? Um, and 
because it was an adjustment, it took me a while to get used to that. I was actually kind of struggling in class because I was starting to fall asleep in class, not intentionally, but gotcha. you know, Your body, you know, yeah. right, exactly. So, uh, so falling asleep in a couple of my classes. Next thing you know, after that first semester, I'm on a academic probation. Man, preach, like, move. Oh, I didn't need yeah. the listeners need to hear that. It's not easy for us. <laughs> Pay us. Well, now they got the NIL deals, but go ahead. Yeah. So, so when that happened. I was like, "Oh damn, this is real. I better get get on top of it. Like, get get a schedule together and get this down to see what works for me, right?" Mm-hmm. So going into that second semester, I said, like, "Okay, so I got to make some changes." And uh, I started to go to sleep a whole lot earlier, um, and then you know just uh, try to give my body enough rest, make sure I get enough to eat. Um, that way, I can stay awake in class, pay yeah. attention in class, as well as have enough energy for practice afterwards. So I, I changed a couple of things uh, to make sure I could get out of academic probation. So within that second semester, my grades came up and I was good. So I understood, OK, so I put I put together a, a program that worked for me. Nice right? move. And uh, so that worked out pretty well. So then going into my sophomore year, um, no issues, you know, because that first year I, I kind of already figured it out what works for me as far as with the conditioning, the training, uh, the classes. So I had that all down, right, to a T. And then, um, but then I also started to realize like, because at the time when I got to A&M, I thought that uh, once you sign, you're signing for four years. Yeah. You know, you're not Year signing. by year. <laughs> you have, right, exactly. You have to renew your scholarship every year. And the way I found that out was because one minute one of my teammates is here next year they were gone so i was like oh okay so this is a, re- a renewal so now i'm looking at like you know what i got i gotta treat this as a business mm-hmm. because now if i start to mess around or mess up they can get rid of me and i'm Thanks. done so then that's when i start to realize you know what, this is a business um and i need to treat it that way yes sir. right so i i treated it um as a business as a job because that's our job you know student athlete that's our job so that's exactly how I, I started to treat it. And uh, sophomore year went through, uh, pretty good year. Uh, again, built some good relationship with, with teammates. And then uh, and then junior year, that's when you came. My junior Ooh! year, your sophomore year, right? Yep. Right? yep. Okay, yep. yeah. So then that's when you came and a couple other guys came. It was, it was more like a transition because now I went from being one of the younger guys on the team to now being one of the, uh, the season bet on Experience, the team. Yeah. And then now we start to get a, a whole bunch of new players come in. So that was a transition, uh, but it was a good transition. You know, uh, you know, as far as the bigs, it was what me, you, Corey Lampkin, Kyle Edwards, Sean Cole. Uh, I think Brian Hamilton would play with us sometimes. Yeah, yeah he was in the he was in between. Yep. Yeah. So in in uh, you know, and it was good because you know, obviously during practice they would they would split up the guards, have the guards go on one end, work them out for a little bit, had the bigs go on one end, work us out for a little bit. So we got some good competition in the post. Um, yeah, those were some uh, some good moments, man. At least for me, in and just competing at practice and uh, working with all you guys. You know. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, junior year well, was a good year and I uh, developed new relationships, new friendships. And then um, 
same thing going into my senior year, you know, just developing, continuing the relationships, developing even more friendships and relationships. And, um, you know, for me, um, I decided because I didn't select my major until I think it was the end of my sophomore year. Okay. Yeah, it was in the end of my sophomore year is when I decided to select my major, which was management information systems. So at the time, you know, the coaches, they were encouraging me to, you know, take an easier um, major, you know, like communications, kinesiology. But I really wanted to challenge myself, you know, and I've always been that way. I, I, I always want to, you know, challenge myself in some type of way. I don't want to just go with the, the comfortable route, you know. Mm -hmm. For me, I felt like that was a comfortable route. And uh, so I said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with management information systems. And I did. And <laughs> it wasn't easy. I mean, there was, there was a couple of those computer classes that, man, it was it was tough. But yeah. I got through. I yeah, got through. Is, you know, nonetheless, you know, I was determined, uh, you know, to, to graduate, you know, for, for many reasons. But mainly my parents, you know seeing the time and the effort that they put into me um, and understanding how important education was to them uh, I, I, I really there was there was no room for failure for me you know I said no matter what I'm gonna walk out of this school with a degree one yes, way sir. or the other yes sir you know uh, so and I did you know I, I got my degree in management information systems uh, or, or my major was management, management information systems. Um, my degree was in, uh, in business. Um, and then I had a minor in graphic design. You know, I've always had a, uh, art background, you know, I used to, I didn't mention it earlier, but uh, I would uh, paint back in the day, you know, do Come some on, watercolor. Smooth. You got the flow brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do some watercolors, some, uh, oil paintings, some sketches. And like back when I was younger, I used to put them like in art shows and stuff like that. So I, I always had a, a background in art. That was something I was, that was my first passion. Nice. And then basketball got introduced to me and then kind of the art kind of fell on the backhand. Right. So, but that you was- You do anything with art now? You know, just more so like, like freely, but as okay. far as like um, on a professional, not really. Gotcha. Um, but I got a story about art, which, which I will tell you about. But um, so, you know, you know, I got my my minor in graphic design and that was it. So um, so then the time came uh, where I had the choice of going overseas. I did have a few offers to go overseas. Now, smooth. I, I got to add this because the listeners, they're like, OK, you know, Murph, like, how was that? So I'm going to give them some insight. When I came to Andam Corpus Christi World, like he said, I'm I'm new. I'm fiery. I'm like he said, I'm. Let's go. Yeah. Smooth was my roommate. I'm seeing this. I'm bringing my bags and I see this tall dude. Like, who's this dude? I'm just saying, they. Hey, but I knew that was my, you know, my roommate slash teammate. And I told you this, you know, in person. But one thing, living with Smooth, um, was it a year or two? Overall, he was my first roommate. Yeah. Yeah, it was about two about years about or year. one. I think we did. Two years together. Okay, okay. That's what I, th I, th I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, I think it was two. Smooth. When I tell you the good Lord blessed me with having him part of my him him and Sanai was my first ever roommates, and then was a guy that played tennis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sanai, Smooth, the OGs. They know what they doing. Again, I'm this young kid coming just. Ah, 
I, I'm new New to this Division 1 atmosphere But they Kept their professionalism They did their school work As far as any Extracurricular activities They stayed yep. they, they, I, I knew when I went To my room Or we went to our apartment I didn't have to worry about Hey bro Can you calm the music down Hey man You too loud I'm trying to sleep So smooth Thank you for that Also yeah, no world problem. Big smooth Cook yeah. Make sure we was eating And then first, Even to this day I told him this Like how I make my steak He's made steaks And kept food in the freezer In the fridge And of course I didn't eat your food But the few times you offered yeah. I took advantage And I'll even watch yeah. you cook I said man this is yeah. good He used the Warsire Sauce Worcestershire sauce I'm mixing yeah. up the word I still use that to this day when I make my steaks, man. So just for you and your impact, man, as I was, you know, growing up and into this atmosphere, I still carry those things to this day. How you move in silence? Big Smooth. His name is Big Smooth, world. Like, he just do his job, go home, mind his business, whether he played 30 minutes, one minute, or just here to support. Like, he stayed consistent. He was on the mission. So that's something years later I appreciate more that I'm like, yeah. It makes sense And ultimately yeah. brother Again I appreciate you. I want to say this on air For everyone to know That there's people like Smooth That allowed me This young fiery personality To just be me And we was big So you know, we Whether I was yeah. against him Quote unquote or not He knew it was love Because we had to go You know in the same You know room Or yeah. roommates But he, he he didn't look at me funny Who was this new dude Trying to take over Y'all know me I'm, I'm the big homie I'm D-Murph We gotta do this But Big smooth, thank you, brother. I want to tell you that. Twenty years later, thank you. It really helped mold me to what I do today. Yeah, most stuff, man. All good, you know. And it's it's like you said, you know, uh, when we get on that court, you know, it's all business. Yeah. You know, we we going to work. Yeah. But once we get off that court, it, I mean, we all good, you know. Yeah. Uh, but some I of our teammates couldn't take it that way, though, smooth. And, and, and you know, you're right. <laughs> I'm just being honest right. at this point. I'm like, dog, yeah. it was just practice. I'm, like, yeah, I'm over right. it now. We, we we've had some uh some fights, you know. <laughs> it, that's, that's natural. It happens, right, you know. Right, right. But uh, you know, uh, for me, I was always a, uh, you know, supportive of all my teammates. I for sure. I, I got along with all my teammates. You, you did. Know, so you big smooth. For sure. Yeah, you know, I want to see everyone uh succeed in you life did. in general. You know, so so for me, it was it was a good experience, um, and you know, so. I think I was saying once I graduated, yep. I got a couple of offers, and uh, but at that time I was starting to get back into my art, mm. right? Because while I was at A and M, uh, Corpus Christi, I was doing like an internship, um, my senior year, at their uh, as a graphic designer, you know, doing like their their brochures, their pamphlets, stuff like that, and so. Um, yeah, I was doing that, and then I was also taking. They offered a graphic design class, and shout out to to Ronnie Arrow because uh, he didn't have to do this. Um, but there was a graphic design class that I really wanted to take that they were offering, and it actually the time that they offered it was at around the same time that we had practice. So I talked to Ronnie Arrow, who was a, who was our head coach at that time. Yes, sir. I talked to him. I let him know what I was trying to do. And he was supportive of it. So he would let me go to the class. And once I'm done with the class, come to he practice. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. He did. So I so I appreciate him, uh, you know, doing that, allowing me to uh, pursue uh, my my goals as far as what I wanted to do when it came to school. Um, 
so I had so like I said I had a minor in graphic design and so as I'm getting into that and I'm doing my internship I start to feel that niche like you know what I want to get back into the uh, into the art that I'm used to doing and so then now I'm starting to see these movies with you know the special effects the yes. computer animation that kind of drew my attention I said you know what I think I want to really try to uh, go that route so um, and I said well I'm in LA and that's <laughs> You are. That's where it's all at, you know. So, uh, so I had to make a decision. I was like, okay, well, Sean, you can go overseas, take this money real quick, go six months, whatever, or you can go home and start pursuing that. And so I, I went home. I said, let me go home and uh, pursue this. So, so that's what I did. I went home, and uh, I just started to get on the grind, you know, looking for jobs in the computer animation field. Uh, but while I'm looking for a job in in something that I want to do. I need a job right now. Income, right? right. Exactly. So long story short, I end up getting a job with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And so I was there for about maybe about a year. And then uh, a job with Disney Interactive Studios opened up. And so I got the job. It was in their uh, their video game department as far as uh, with um, quality assurance department. So I was over there hoping that I could uh because now I figured okay well I got my foot in the door mm-hmm. so now let's make these connections and let's see if we can get over to the animation department and uh so I was making good connections and stuff but with my skill level I realized that I still needed more training I needed more schooling mm-hmm. right that really focuses on the animation aspects of it so I looked at a couple of schools and uh the the prices it was just ridiculous, yeah, you know, and I'm not the type to, you know, take out loans and all that stuff. That's not me. So, um, so I just start to buy some books and train myself. So, and I got that's smooth, that. y'all. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it. I just, I just bought the books, the programs myself, and started into my computer. And I just start training myself, and I, and I got pretty good at it. So, so then I was at Disney Studios for, man, I want to say maybe about five years nice yeah i was there for about five years but uh while i'm there it's all contract work right mm, okay. so now when your contract's up you're done and then when another product comes up they give you a call you come back so so i did that for about a good five years and then um and then i just realized like you know what? i need something a little bit more stable you know uh so then it was actually one of my boys that uh he came to me and said you know what I'm looking into joining the or applying with the Los Angeles uh, fire department. Come on. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, I, didn't think much, I didn't think much of it when he said that. I was like, all right, well, do your thing, bro. Do your thing. And uh, so, but he's like, hey, man, you should come with me. He's like, well, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll come with you. I'll check it out. So we went to a station and uh, we the captain talked to us about the job and what the job consists of and what we can expect and what are the benefits of the job? And so after talking to him, I was like, okay, well, yeah, maybe I could do this and then just do my, my art on the side, you know? So, you know, I, I applied, but not thinking that, okay, I mean, I'll apply, but ain't nothing right. you know, happening. I didn't have no experience in it, you know? So I'm, I'm not thinking much of it, but I'm like, well, I'm, since you apply, I'll apply with you, man. We'll see yeah, what happens. That's good. And so we apply, and but since I'm applying, I'm going to... I'm going to give it all my effort to, you know, make sure that I'm doing what I need to do uh, to 
make this happen even though i'm thinking like okay i probably won't happen but i'm gonna still give my best effort right so we apply we uh we take the written test we pass the written test and then we start to prepare for the interview and the interview to pass the interview you need to score a 95 percent or higher to to pass the interview so we're 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 going to the stations to take these mock interview sessions and we're practicing with each other and so we end up both scoring 100 percent and nice. so the next next thing you know we have the uh you get a we have the background check so you're assigned a private investigator basically a retired lapd uh, wow they're doing, okay yeah and they're doing they're doing a thorough back background check on you right so um so and i didn't even know this at the time but they were actually uh, my investigator was actually going to my neighbors asking them about me like hey how, how's sean man how, wow. how is he? what kind how would you describe him you know how's his character and all that stuff and they were talking obviously they're going to reach out to my employers right for sure um, but i didn't know they were going to reach out to my neighbors neighbors yeah <laughs> it, 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 raking it leaves pretty, uh <laughs> yeah yeah you know so it, it was pretty thorough but uh so that was for about a month and uh after a month i passed backgrounds and i did my medical and then um and then i got into the academy wow and i was like oh damn i'm actually in the academy <laughs> you know uh, so it kind of threw me off um unfortunately my boy he didn't get through background so that's where his process mm. ended so now it was just me by you. myself moving forward wow. um and uh so i was like oh damn i'm in the academy so if i get through the academy i'm i'm on the fine, job fine. yep so so the academy was for about about five months uh we were going in Monday through Friday, 10 hour days, and then uh, coming in on Saturdays too, but that was voluntary. But if you, you need to be there Saturdays, because if you're not, then you don't, that doesn't look good on you. Okay, right? Exactly. So we're pretty much going in six days, six a, days week. a week. Um, so, you know, it was a lot of good training. Um, you know, uh, it was, uh, I was the only African-American mm. in, in my class. It was, it was, uh, 50 of us yeah 50 of us was the only african-american in my class um and uh but we got some good training and uh and i got through and i graduated and while i'm going through the academy my mom and my dad they don't know that i got hired with los angeles county fire department <laughs> like like i didn't i didn't tell them because in my mind i'm saying to myself they, they still think I'm working for my old job. Right. Because yeah. In my mind, I'm saying to myself, okay, I'm not going to tell them because in case I don't get through, then they won't be disappointed. Yeah. You know, because I know if I tell if I tell them I'm, I'm getting hired with the Los Angeles County Fire Department, they're going to be so excited and so happy, so proud. And the last thing I want to do is to disappoint them. Come on. That's good. By though. not getting through the academy. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep it to myself. And then once I know that I'm going to pass and graduate i'll let them know I'll let the world know that's so good. that's what i did i waited uh i think about three weeks out when i knew okay i passed everything i'm gonna graduate that's when i let them know and uh so we had a it was a good day um graduation day and uh so that's how i got on the job and um you know i've been on the job now for eight years and and the same thing and the same thing with the the job this job it was an adjustment that first year you know because it's not your typical nine to five job you're going in you're working the 24-hour shift so you're going in 7 a.m 
and getting off 7 a.m. the next day. So that's an adjustment when you're not used to working like that, right? Yeah. Um, so, but once once I got through that first year and I understood uh, how the schedule works and uh, the whole 24-hour shift, then I was like, okay, this this works out pretty well, you know? So I'm eight years in now, uh, promoted to engineer uh, a year Congratulations, ago. Congratulations, brother. Um, appreciate it, appreciate it. So, so uh, everything is, is going good now. You know, I got my career going. I got my wife. Congratulations too, like, man. Yeah. Appreciate y'all, yeah, man. Be, Beautiful family, yeah, man. Be, Thank y'all absolutely. for the hospitality. We'll be celebrating uh, our two-year anniversary in November. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, I, I feel like, you know, my journey has, has led me up to this point. Obviously, there's been some uh, disappointments here and there. For sure. But uh, because of the discipline, the structure that my parents instilled in me is why I'm at this point where I am now. I wouldn't be the man that I am. I wouldn't be at this point now if it wasn't for my parents, particularly my mom. Um, she, she put a lot of work in with me, a lot of sacrifice. And, um, and I'll say this about my dad. When I, when, when I went to go live with him, and it was only for those two years, the whole time I was living with him, like, and I think I said it earlier, I never saw him take a day off. He worked every single day except for Sunday. Like, I never saw him take a sick day off or nothing. I was like, and I'm just like, dude, how do you do this? Like, so he he also instilled in me the value of hard work, you know, because um, that's how I am, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, so I, I'm here I am now. 41 um and i'm in a good place in my life i got my wife my parents are doing well um and to see my old teammates my old friends and family like uh, i'll see nick jackson uh on facebook he seems to be doing well yes, so i yep, just yep. just to see everybody you know doing well uh it, it, it it's real good to see you know um and uh so yeah yeah now, Big Smooth, now the listeners, like, you brought up 6ix9ine Genuine, Murph. I've been waiting for that part of the of the show. So, Big Smooth, you got to let the listeners know, man. How did you get the name 6ix9ine Genuine? Okay, okay. So, let, 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 let's, let's, let's backtrack. Let's start off with uh, my first nickname, Big Smooth. Let's start off of how I got that that nickname. So, yeah, that's good. It was my, fr- my freshman year in uh, at Corpus Christi. And one of my teammates, uh, Michael Hicks, he just came up to me and said, hey, you know what, Sean? You ain't Sean. You Big Smooth. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Big Smooth? How, how you get that, man? He's like, because because you you smooth, man. You, you a smooth talker. The way you walk, the way you talk. I'm like, I'm like, all right, man, whatever. Big Smooth. You know, I, I like that. I didn't, I didn't see it the way he saw, but he, that's so that's the way he saw it. And, and the rest of the guys ran with it. We sure so did. Yeah, so I wasn't really a big fan of the name, but I'm like, hey, they already ran with it, whatever, you know. So, so that was my name at Corpus Christi. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, so once I got back home, that was done. It wasn't no big <laughs> once I got back to LA. It was just, it was just Sean or some some of my boys would call me Big Sean, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. So, but now to get to the six nine genuine, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> And, and and I got that that nickname on the job with the LA County Fire Department. And so one thing about me, um, 
I, I, I could tend to have a, a dry sense of humor sometimes. <laughs> like, and like even even when I'm joking, like I could be joking with you, but have a serious look on my face <laughs> to where you don't even realize I'm joking, right? So, <laughs> so I'm at work one day, and you know, uh, one of my one of the one of the guys comes up to me, and uh, you know, he's just trying to get to know me. You know, like yeah. So tell me about you. Tell me about yourself, John, and all this stuff, and. You know, I you know I like to mess around, like I said, and so anyway, so I, I tell him this this uh, story that's completely nonsense. <laughs> it's, not, it's not true, but I'm gonna make him believe it is true, right? So I say, well, you know, after uh, playing ball at A&M Corpus Christi, you know, uh, came back home to LA, and uh, you know, I was like, you ever seen that movie You Got Served? He's like, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. It's like, okay, well, you see all those background dancers in the background? Yeah, that's what I used to do back in the day. Yeah, I used to go to underground clubs and battle. You know, and back in the day, they used to call me 6ix9ine Genuine. So I told him that, and he just completely ran with it. He started running around the station like, hey, hey, hey we got a new nickname for Sean, 6ix9ine Genuine. And again, it just, it just stuck. Everybody ran with this. So now I got people on the job. <laughs> I got some call me 6ix9ine and I got some call me Genuine. So, <laughs> you know? So, but mostly, mostly they'll call me 6ix9ine, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so that's how I got, that's how I got the name. I, I gave my name that, I gave myself that name, but not thinking that he would run with it. He could run with it. Yeah. And it stuck, man. So, uh, oh, man. So that's how I got that, man. So, <laughs> oh, but, man. uh, that's only for work. They don't. I, I don't. They don't call me that. In my family and all. So <laughs> I'm not calling you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so no, nah, that's dope, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. Appreciate you, smooth. And that's one thing too, man. Just to kind of recap everything, like like you said, people see a lot of things in you to where you had Michael Hicks, a great at our university, give you that name, Big Smooth. I never met him personally, but when I yeah. came in, that's Big Smooth. I didn't question it. Yeah, I, yeah. Again, 20 years later, that's big smooth. It's just what it is. Yeah. So now, same thing with your job. Like, I don't know. There's something about you. We're going to run with it. Whether you like it or not, Sean Hemsley, this is what you're yeah. going to be called. So that's just, again, a testament to you, man. Like, that, that's a sense of humor. Whether it's dry or not, it's just, you know, what makes you the person you are, brother. So um, yeah, I got one last thing I want to bring up that, Quiet is kept. I want to let the world know. So big smooth, y'all. Y'all check out my Instagram. You see the tall guy before Josiah Johnson. Again, they knew each other. I'm like, dog, it's a small world. Smooth, you knew I'm yep. in the sports media. Oh, you you should have hooked me up. Anyway, I ain't gonna mess with smooth. He, he didn't think my I was man. gonna be at the point I'm at now. But anyway, him and Josiah <laughs> Johnson knew each other. I said, Joe, I said, yo, King Josiah, you know smooth. John, he's like, yeah, we went to school. I said, boy, you know. Anyway, um, smooth is bald. But during our college years, I used to, you know, tape them up the sides and line them up and stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? I want to take a little credit that I I hooked him up. So, for them times that he did go out with us as a team, he was fly, courtesy of yours truly. But anyway, I just want to throw that out there, Big Smooth. Brother, much love and success to you. Um, You know, I'll be back down in L.A. soon with uh, additional details. So, uh, please continue to keep me in your uh, prayers and and, uh, stay intact. But, um if any lasting words of encouragement, man, for those student athletes, for just anybody, man, you, you definitely got the floor. Yeah. Um, you know, just for all the student athletes out there, um, enjoy the process. You know, once you get to school, uh, understand it is a business, mm-hmm. but enjoy the process. Take it serious, but 
enjoy it because uh it comes just like that it comes and goes just like that yeah. so you want to take advantage of uh all your resources um even alumni you know once you graduate you never know what they can provide for you That's or facts. how they can help you out yep. you know so definitely take advantage of all your resources enjoy the process and treat it like a business hey, and i will oh. say this also too uh to all my fellow uh a&m corpus christi teammates i hope all y'all are doing well uh, you know it was, it was definitely a great experience for me those four years um i was the first one to go through the program the four, four years. years i've got yeah i was gonna add that yeah. as well yep 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 yeah. from start first, to finish the first person yeah yeah, yeah that's dope one. smooth yeah first one and uh so i i got the the opportunity to meet a lot of good people uh play with a lot of good guys um, so it was a great experience and to see where we started with AM to where it is now my goodness it is is truly amazing um the growth has been tremendous and they continue to keep growing and the program continues to keep growing so uh, uh like i said i was out there about a week ago just looking at the campus and everything and went downtown saw the arena so uh corpus the school is definitely growing and to see from humble beginnings where it started to where it is it's, it, it, it truly is amazing and um, yeah so so yeah and Dean Murph like I said man um, it, I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to reconnect yes sir I'm glad to see you know you're doing your thing with your podcast um, much continued success to you thank you uh, and, I, and I know the type of person that you are you know you're a hard worker you're, you, you're an intense guy so I know you're going to give your all Yes, sir. To whatever it is you want to do. So when it comes to your podcast, I know you're going to give all your energy, all your 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 effort to making sure you give the absolute best that you can in regards to your podcast. So continue to keep doing your thing, brother, and uh, know that you got my my support. There it is. Hey, y'all, big smooth try, <clears throat> trying to make me cry. Y'all told y'all, man, I'm the big. I don't cry, man. I ain't gonna lie. He know I'm an emotional guy, but uh, overall. <laughs> Six years into to this podcast, Yank Smooth, you you like you yeah. said, brother, you giving insight. Like I, I'm still an independent, but now it's a beautiful, like you said, home. It's, I still see them humble beginnings, though. So, brother, I appreciate yeah. you, man. The same person you saw then, obviously, you know, doing the same thing now. And this show right here is good for all the listeners. You're like, man, Merv, just just like you said, I didn't tell Smooth to say that stuff. You know, this is yeah. who I am yeah. and what has helped me to become a person I am today and smooth if there's an email if that person maybe want to do art graphic designer firefighter like whatever man yep. if there's an email that way they can kind of just hey just say, say thank you or just have a few questions that obviously I won't yeah. be able to answer I think this would be a good uh, opportunity as well yeah um, if, if anyone has any questions about um, um, as far as like with the fire department if you're looking to get into a fire department and it doesn't have to be with just los angeles this could be right. anywhere out of state uh if you have any questions um or if you have any questions in regards to um you know any type of art background that you may have questions in regards to my experience you can contact me at a uh, clips a c-l-i-p-s-e underscore two nine at hotmail.com again that's clips c-l-i-p-s-e underscore two nine at hotmail.com so any questions you're more than welcome to email me. there it is also listeners world is on the description as well but uh big smooth brother i appreciate you man that's uh be murph 
I appreciate you, bro. Man, this this, this was uh, this was good. Hey, y'all, big smooth. He gave us about forty five minutes at least. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is exclusive right here. Hey, man. Again, much love, brother. Like you said, man. It, it, this thing called basketball is a fraternity. Um, it is beautiful, man. Like you said, our battles, our stories, we can talk for days, man, yep. of, of the things we, the traveling, the games we play, just in general, man, that while we was on the road and just everything in general, man. But the yep. brotherhood is real, brother. And, and for those listeners, first time listeners, thank you for tuning in to Avid Listeners. What up? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. At it's DMurf again. Check out the uh, picture again. The tall guy, six nine, genuine, ball head. That's big, smooth. That's him. That's the one. That's the guy, y'all. That's on this show. That's uh, that's chopping up with me. Uh, also, Instagram, why not sports underscore, and check out the website www.dmurfspeaks.com. Hey, y'all, continue to be safe. Enjoy the process. Definitely enjoy the process. And you, hey, you never know what comes from it. If you do not give yourself that chance, if it's a negative or don't work out now, you still put forth the effort for the next time something that, you know, comes up that might fall into your lap because you enjoyed the process and you did put in that work. But y'all, this time I'm out. Until next time, keep grinding. Keep the faith. Keep on